0: Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens.
1: I'm
2: Christina Roberts.
0: I'm Chris Roberts.
2: I'm Christina Kaiser.
1: We're glad you joined us. Hello, it's great to be with you. Well, when this episode airs, it will be Summer Solstice 2020, so we thought we would take some time to talk about lessons from the Summer Solstice and we did a similar thing back in episode 48 we talked about lessons from the winter solstice And I think it's interesting to pay attention to these times in our year where there's a shift happening on the Earth's axis and our seasonal shift. Uh, With the winter solstice episode, I think we talked a lot about kind of darkness and those types of wintering months. And now summer solstice, at least in our hemisphere, being the lighter days in summer. So I'd love to kick off the conversation today. And what are some things that strike us about the summer solstice that we'd like to dialogue about?
2: I had to do a little research in order to talk about solstice because I did not grow up with them, but I am aware that a lot of people, it's like part of their traditions and rituals and celebrations and stuff. So uh, one place what I was reading, they said, in earlier times, the summer solstice marked the beginning of the season that contains the utmost bounty, abundance, and beauty. And our ancestors spent the entirety of spring cultivating the land and restocking themselves with food, which makes sense, right? The planting season. So by the time the summer solstice took place, they were finally able to rest and relish a period of comfortable ease, which also makes sense before the harvest. And so I I read that and I thought, oh, sure, right? Like We come to this point. And my husband and I have been talking, because last year we worked really hard through the summer getting things together, and I said, this year, no, mow the lawn fine, but I want things set. I want to be able to sit down and listen to the birds and feel the breeze and enjoy the actual experience of summer, not just work, because it's the warm months. So it's not planting in the same as these ancestors perhaps, but I feel it. I'm ready for the bounty and abundance and beauty.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that, you know, I find evident in what we're talking about is just a connectedness to nature. And personally, I feel uh, in my childhood growing up, there was a disconnect to things like solstice. Um, It wasn't a part of things that we paid attention to. Neither was paying attention to uh, how much light a given day. I mean, we would say, oh, it's, you know, fall forward, spring, spring backwards, or I don't know if I have those mixed up, but we would pay attention to things like that. But I find whenever we bring up this idea of summer solstice, a connectedness to to the earth, a connectedness to light uh, that I've uh, not had in in my life previous to this. And so one of the things that I really have appreciated about as we're approaching summer solstice, it is getting uh, lighter much earlier. And one of the things that I've been paying attention to is the, my my neighbor used the word uh, cacophony, <laughs> talking about the birds and their singing, you know, but I found it to be beautiful. Like they're just communicating to one another and the insects that are out. And so I find that I, I, I'm being more aware of the earth. I'm being more aware of time. I'm being more aware of light. And so I don't know that I could say in previous years, you know, I've I've just recently started paying attention to this, that that was something that was a part of my life. So I'm, I'm excited for summer solstice and uh, all the discoveries that I might make in connection to, to my environment.
1: Yeah. I would say too, this has been something as a parent, I think I was first aware of this when my youngest one it was time to go to bed and it was light out, you know, it's, you know, eight 30 at night, nine o'clock. And as a little one, you know, you maybe have an eight o'clock bedtime and it's like, well, it's light out (laughs) and just like, Oh yeah, I guess we need some darker shades and, you know, and then just this idea of, okay, well, maybe there's invitation to shift our schedule a little bit and really recognizing, okay, the summer, the days are longer. What does that mean? And you tend to maybe have dinner a little bit later, or some of your activities, you're going to the summer concert or if you have access to a pool or some of those things where there's a little bit more of a leisurely pace to the summertime and, and that lightness. And so I think that that's kind of the first part of my awareness where I think now I actually pay attention. Like when is the summer solstice? It's the, the longest day of the year. How are we going to be outside if possible to celebrate that? in Pre-pandemic, we were part of a, like a picnic thing that was happening. And so this year on the calendar, we have something scheduled as well, because I really want to be outside with other people celebrating the beauty of this day and the mark of a new season and this recognition that we enjoy light, we soak up light, light is good, and lots of light is good. Because a lot of times I think even you know, in day to day, the news, we tend to focus on negative news or what's bad in the world, etc. And that is real. And I don't want to be naive to that. But gosh, there's so much light, there's so much goodness, there's so much hope and love. And I think it's it's important to to pause and to pay attention to that, whether it be literally or symbolically.
2: And that celebration of all of this aliveness, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't like fall. Fall is absolutely my favorite because of the color. But of course, a lot of people don't like it because they're already anticipating what's coming. But I have this activity I need to do for class. It's like being outside for like two to three hours. And I could have done it in the winter, but I really wanted to wait until this moment or, Maybe not exactly right now, because as we record it is raining outside, but somewhere in the vicinity of this moment. Because of all the things we're naming, the flowers are out, the the trees are just full bloom, the birds are singing, there's like so much aliveness. It's everywhere you look. And I was in a a workshop with somebody recently and we were looking to pay attention to life and ways Uh, that maybe we're not accustomed to in our culture here in America. And so there was this walk going on and uh, she was reflecting on one particular kind of plant up in the, the distance a bit and seeing all these other things that were flowering. And so she had said to this plant, like, oh, are you sad that you don't have flowers? And she felt like the plant said, and I know this would probably sound kind of weird to some people, but she felt like the plant said, I do have flowers. And when she got closer, indeed, the plant had flowers. And the thing is is I don't like I don't think I grew up in a culture where we thought uh, we have connection to plant life this way, that somehow we could feel so connected that we feel like the plant spoke to us. And yet, as I am aging, I want to know more about that. You know, this has not been my story. I don't know much about it, but I do want to know more about it.
1: And, Christina, I want to lift up something that you just said that, you know, uh, how fall is your favorite season, but people often don't like that because they're anticipating what's coming next. And I think that is often our story where rather than savoring and appreciating the present moments, we're anticipating what's next. And I think even this idea of light, there are times in our life where there's just a lot of light going on. Things are going well in multiple areas of our life. And often when that happens, rather than accepting it with gratitude and really going deep with it, immediately we think, okay, what's around the corner? What's going to happen? What's next that's going to sabotage this light that I'm feeling? Where I think the solstice is saying, no, there's this big, large container of light right now. It is good take it in. And so I I appreciate you kind of naming that because I think psychologically we tend to do that as humans.
0: Yeah. And I think something that I've been trying to be aware of, uh, a friend talked to me about, you know, all the benefits and joys of winter and what it does for our environment. And I've been thinking, what are all the benefits that summer has to bring? And, you know, I think what what i would say is a benefit or what i'm discovering is a benefit other people would say oh god i hate that you know like bugs are out and forced in the summer you know mosquitoes ticks all the stuff that you know we would say this is not a great part of our ecosystem and I think that just speaks to how knowledgeable we are of our ecosystem. Like They provide food for all kinds of life, for the birds, for everything that is around us. And so I find that uh, I was listening to someone talk about the ways that our world is changing. And you can really see the ways that our world is changing during the summertime. Summer solstice is what we're talking about today. But one of the the... The noticings that he had was whenever he was a kid and they would go on vacation, they would go across the country and they would have to stop every hour or two hours to clean their windshield because of all the bugs that would collect and gather on their windshield. And so he was noticing that, you know, driving across the country, he could drive eight to 10 hours in the peak season for bugs and Uh, And have just a fraction of what his remembering as a kid would have been, you know, just a fraction of the bugs. And so I think this awareness piece that we're talking about, paying attention to light, paying attention to the birds, paying attention to the insects that we don't like. um, I think if we could notice and if we could turn our awareness to our environment, I think we're going to have some opportunities to maybe reclaim some of the things that might be diminishing in our society, in in our culture. And so that's what comes up for me.
1: And I think that's important to name these aspects of of the nature that are are uncomfortable for us. I'm, I'm thinking of a friend who lives in Alaska and there's extreme light, like too much light for too much of the year. And so, and, and the same with darkness, but we're talking about light now. And so interrupting the sleep, because if it's bright out, you're not getting the sleep you need. And so he really had to adapt with eye, eye shades and shades in the curtains, all these different blackout things to sleep because otherwise you're just up all hours of the night that your circadian rhythms are messed up. So there is, you know, I think that that is a, a hard, a hard thing that we have to think about as well, but even you naming the bugs, of course, that's something that I don't enjoy about being outside of the summer, if it's sticky, hot mosquitoes. But I was recently at an eco spirituality kids uh, thing, kids on the prairie here locally. And this local ecologist, she was taking some water out from the lake and inviting us with a magnifying glass to look at all the bugs and the species in the water. And so for me, I would think, oh, that's mucky water, gross. But for her, she's like, and it was so sacred. She had this beautiful container and we're all looking and She said, you know, this is what feeds the dragonflies. So when you see the beautiful dragonflies, they feed off of what you see in this water. And so she was naming the beautiful things that we see. This is a source for them. And then when they were done with the water, they didn't just like dump it on the ground. They very gingerly put it back into the lake to go back into to be what the, the insects and the birds and all of that needed. And I thought, wow, what a sacred way to again, for me would be gross, mucky water that I would want nothing to do with. She saw the beauty in that. And so I appreciate too, again, winter and summer solstice. I I don't want summer all year long. Um, You know, Barbara Brown Taylor talks about sunny Christianity and how in a lot of our faith traditions, we only want to talk about, praise God, God is good. You know, we, we can't talk about anything hard or anything challenging. And I think that's off kiltered as well. Um, so anyway, just kind of having that balance that, that you're describing, Chris, of these things that would feel a little bit uncomfortable, they're part of that as well. And it matters.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, naming some of the uncomfortableness is important. Um, if you don't name it, then you can't you can't deal with it. And so for me, I, you know, I love Wisconsin. I keep moving further and further north for those of you listening that don't know, I grew up in Texas. And Texas is super hot. And one of the things that, you know, I'm trying to pay pay attention to is you know, what does the how do I how do I continue to enjoy all the good stuff and have a positive attitude in, you know, and scorching heat? You know, how do I continue to get outdoors? How do I continue to put layers on and deal with the uncomfortableness uncomfortableness of being hot? And I think sometimes that's exactly what we need to do in life is embrace sort of these, these difficult things in order to get the beautiful. And so that's something that I'm trying to pay attention to. Uh, Heat is uncomfortable for me. You know, I I don't like it. When I get hot, I get headaches. But there are so many things to discover, even in the uncomfortableness of of summer, summer weather.
2: I feel like both the things that you're naming are, they're like things to really sit with. What does it mean to look at something that you think is so yucky and then be like, oh, it's nourishing. And somehow this nourishment, it's all a part of us. Whew, so deep. Um, and also like, what does it mean to be uncomfortable and but not unhappy in, in a way, right? So, to kind of embrace all of these aspects of who we are because they pass and this, it all fits into the things that we are talking about all the time. Like, Ooh, this is hot and humid. And it passes. It moves on. And if you move just a little bit farther north, it passes faster. Just to say, like we have less ninety degree weather than you do. So I have the added benefit of where I live now. Is how many days have been eighty and breezy, or like eighty five and breezy? And um, it's different. Just little dips in where you live can make a big switch in that but of course in exchange for that you get the freezing cold so you have to take the whole package is the deal
0: (laughs) what a nice plug to uh invite us to to be closer to where you're at christina
2: that's
1: right (laughs) anytime anytime thanks for a fun conversation around the summer solstice and we hope our listeners enjoy this beautiful day So on that note, this is the time in our podcast where we talk about what we are into
0: this week. Well, I, you know, just, we've been talking about being out in nature. And one of the things that uh, I've experienced as I've been out in nature is allergies. And so I, um, that's a negative thing, but one of the things that I've uh, been doing to sort of deal with the allergies is, you know, doing these little, little hot water and apple cider vinegar. And that that is helping me with my my allergies and allowing me to continue to be out in nature yesterday i was able to go on quite a few long walks and i went on a pretty long bike ride and i was able to mow the yard and instead of like feeling worse today for being outside you know so i i I actually feel better than i did yesterday and i think it's because of things that you know that, that help us that are natural, like apple cider vinegar. So I'm into home remedies.
2: That is a very worthy thing. Apple cider vinegar is also good for your hair, should you feel like there's a little bit of buildup in it. So just a little plug for apple cider vinegar. Uh, I think that I am into what we would have traditionally called spring cleaning, although it feels a little late to be doing spring cleaning at this point. But um, in preparation for all of this sitting contemplatively enjoying things, we decided we really needed to spray down the sun porch. And so we took everything out and we got out the hose and washed everything head to toe, put it all back and it felt so shiny. And we were like, look, and it's not quite the weather, right? It's the fifties, it gets, it gets a bit cold once that sun goes down. So um, we are looking forward to actually enjoying the fruits of our labor, but the act of doing it was quite enjoyable too.
1: Lovely. Well, I am into bike rides and I am into embracing that I have a cruiser bike and I am a slow bike rider. <laughs> and so we've been going on some family bike rides and I'm often at the back just because I want to make sure all the kids are safe and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. But. I'm fine. I'm not in a rush. I don't mind that I'm the last one to arrive at the destination. I listen to my podcast and it's kind of fun when I'm thinking about different things that strike you in a podcast. It's like, oh yeah, I was by this particular part of the path. And I remember this part of the podcast really struck me. So even connecting parts of the bike path with different podcasts that I'm listening to and kind of having an integration there. So I am very much into the enjoyment of bike rides. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we would love it. If you could leave a rating or a review, it really helps other people to find us. And so you can go to iTunes and we would really appreciate any of that. Um, also you can feel free to reach out to us at info at the life.net. Let us know any questions you have topics that you'd love to see us explore on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, make it a great week.